All right, welcome into the week nine recap. We have Nico back in the row. What's up, Nico? What up, boys? The uh, week nine recap is definitely going to be the most important recap of the year. Um, we'll have playoff scenarios and all that kind of stuff. Um, but we'll start, as always, with redraft. Leftist Tears 5 and 4 defeats Nico's League 5 and 4. Leftist Tears makes it four wins in a row after beating Nico's League in the week nine game of the week. Kyler Murray, Will Fuller, and AJ Brown led Leftist Tears to victory, even though Devontae Adams had a stellar performance for Nico's League on Thursday night. Both of these teams will be looking to secure a spot in the playoffs or ladder next week in what should be a crazy week of scenarios. Screw you, Gino. No pun intended. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> no pun intended. Five and four defeats Washington Rednecks. Four and five. Despite big numbers from the Washington Rednecks, Russell Wilson and Josh Allen, no pun intended, finds a way to emerge with the victory. Tyreek Hill played a big part in that comeback, posting 113 yards and two touchdowns. For the Rednecks, Justin Jackson put up a goose egg after exiting the game with an injury and newly acquired Charger Kellen Balagi took most of the work. Both, no pun intended, and Washington Rednecks will have a challenge next week to try and get the best seed possible. Ben Steeler, Virginity, 5-4, and four, defeats Bills Mafia, 6-3. and three. Most of the league needed Bills Mafia to win this game, but Ben Steeler, Virginity was having none of it. Using another crazy performance from Dalvin Cook and a combined 47.4 point performance from Big Ben and Matt Ryan, Ben Stiller virginity cruises to the top of the top score of the week. As for Bills Mafia, a loss doesn't hurt very much, but it does keep the Brady Division Championship in play, and they'll need to avoid some scenarios next week in the regular season finale. Gumpy Grizzlies, two and seven, defeats Scoob to Delinquent, four and five. Gumpy Glizzies pulls off the second win of the season with Keen Allen, Terry McLaurin, and Travis Kelsey leading the way. Scoob to Delinquent tries to pull off the comeback on Monday night football with the Patriots defense, but they couldn't contain the New York Jets and ended up barely below the mark Scoob needed to win. Had Scoob won, there would have been five teams tied at 5-4, and four, but now Scoob falls to 4-5 and five and will have an uphill battle in the final week of the regular season to stay out of the last place game. All right, moving into Week 10 Power Rankings for Redraft. Uh, these are the last Power Rankings of the season because, you know, we don't do Power Rankings once it gets to the playoffs. There's just seeds at that point. So last Power Rankings of the season. At number 8, not moving, Gumpy Glizzies. At number 7, moving down one spot, Scoob the Delinquent. At number 6, moving up one spot, no punt intended. At number 5, staying put, Ben Steeler Virginity. At number 4, staying put, Nico's League. At number three, staying put, Washington Rednecks. At number two, staying put, Leftist Tears. And at number one, staying put, Bills Mafia. Nico, your thoughts on the mostly unchanged power rankings? Um, Yeah, I, I agree, honestly, because Scoob is the worst one with a four and five, which is pretty crazy. But still, though, he's got he's to get moved down to seven now. He's, he's about to be competing for that last place game. What does he need? Uh, he needs Lance to lose or something for that uh, the last place game to be set. So speaking of playoffs, uh, we have clinches. So Bills Mafia has clinched the playoffs, so they'll be in the semifinals. 
no matter what. I'm pretty sure that's the first playoff appearance for Bills Mafia in franchise history. Uh, leftist Terrace has clinched dry land. Nico's League has clinched dry land. No punt intended has clinched dry land. And Gumpy Glizzy's will be playing in the last place game. So, playoff scenarios. This is this is big. This is new this year. There's since there's four games in each league. So that is so if you just take one league into account, say just redraft. There's four games in redraft. There's 16 possible scenarios for each team to win and like different teams to win. So there's 16 possible combinations of those eight teams in those four games. Um, at the end of this show, this recap, um, I'll have a screen recording thing and I'll send the, uh, the pictures in the chat and post them everywhere. All 16 playoff scenarios will be discussed. We're going to skip it for now and come back to it later, but all 16 playoff scenarios I have in an Excel sheet so you can see exactly what you need to do and exactly what happens if someone wins or loses or blah, blah, blah. So that's going to be cool. That is new this year. So we're going to skip that, and we're going to get back to it at the end. We're going to go to the Week 10 game of the week. Left is tears, 5-4 and four versus no punt intended, 5-4. and four. Given the recent state of Michigan football, this game may have surpassed Michigan-Ohio State on biggest sports rivalry ever. This week, it's even more important with everything from one to five seed on the line. Welcome to the game. And Scoob the Delinquent, four and five, versus Ben Steeler Virginity, five and four. It's rivalry week, so we can't just have one game of the week. With the addition of Ben Steeler Virginity to the league this year, also blossoms a new rivalry. Everyone, welcome to the Bronco Bowl. <laughs> All right, we'll get into Dynasty. Prestige Worldwide seven and two defeats Gump Dynasty two and seven. Prestige Worldwide once again cruises to the highest score of the week thanks to, in large part, Dalvin Cook and Tyreek Hill. Prestige Worldwide will be looking to win in the one v two game to get the choice of opponent in the semifinals. As for Gump Dynasty, the loss is tough as they score the third highest points of the league and lose to the top score. It hurts even more given that the loss sealed their fate in the last place game. They'll be participating in the last place game in both leagues, so the chance for a naked lake jump is about twenty five percent. Here's to hoping we don't have to see that. Comer Dynasty 3-6 defeats Sneezy Raccoon 74-3-6. In an absolute must-win game, Comer Dynasty pulls through and secures the dub over low-scoring Sneezy Raccoon 74 team. The quarterbacks Kyler Murray and Josh Allen led the way while most of the others scored in the single digits. Comer Dynasty will only have Kelvin Ridley on by next week with the rest of his team available in what becomes another must-win situation to stay out of the last place game. Sneezy Raccoon 74 will have just about the same situation as these two will battle to see who gets the ladder and who plays against Gump in weeks 15 and 16. Stratton Oakmont Inc. 6-3 and three, defeats I Am They 5-4. Stratton Oakmont Inc. officially captures the $5 box division title with the win over I Am They. Going forward for Stratton Oakmont Inc., they'll play against the other division champion for the one seed and the right to pick their semifinal opponent. They'll then have the semifinals weeks 13 and 14, and either the championship or the third place game weeks 15 and 16. 
As for IMA, the loss hurts, but they are safely out of the last place game. They're trying for the three seed and the two-week bye, or at least the four seed and the one-week bye. Scoob the Empire, 5-4, defeats Nico's Dream Team, 5-4. Using big performances from Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Ryan, the Scoob Empire squeezes past Nico's Dream Team in a low-scoring affair. On Nico's Dream Team, nobody except Aaron Rodgers could crack the 20-point mark. Both of these teams, along with I Am They, are 5-4 and four and are looking to seed themselves high for the playoffs. It'll be a fun Week 10. It'll be a fun Week 10 indeed. So, Week 10 Power Rankings, the last Power Rankings of the season for the Dynasty League. At number 8, not moving, Gump Dynasty. At number 7, not moving, the Scoop Empire. At number 6, moving down one spot, I Am They. At number 5, moving down two spots, Cummer Dynasty. At number 4, moving up two spots, Nico's Dream Team. At number 3, moving down one spot, Sneezy Raccoon 74. At number 2, moving up two spots, Prestige Worldwide. And at number 1, staying put, Stratton Oakmont Inc. These these rankings were actually kind of harder that, to make than the redraft rankings, which is kind of surprising since the redraft has like a bunch of, you know, 5 and 4 and 4 and 5 teams. Yeah. But I don't know, it's just... I seem I feel like I look at the rosters for everyone and they're like all pretty good, you know. Yeah, just just like you were saying, like Sneezy Raccoon and Comer Dynasty, they don't have the best records, but they're always putting points up uh week in and week out. So it, you can't really put them too low in the rankings just because they're cuz they might still be in the playoff scenario, so and go far in it. But yeah, right. I, I, and like I agree with the rankings though for sure. Like Cumber Dynasty is is number five in the power rankings, but they're scoring a ton of points. And if they stay out of the last place game and make it to like a, a ladder game, if they're five or six seed or something like that, and they win two games in a row, all of a sudden they're in the semifinals, and all of a sudden they could be competing for a championship. So like it's not that far fetched, you know? Yeah, literally. All right, clinches for Dynasty League Prestige Worldwide has clinched the one v two game. I Am They has clinched dry land. Stratton Oakmont Inc. has clinched the 1v2 game. Nico's Dream Team has clinched dry land. The Scoop Empire has clinched dry land. And Gump Dynasty will be playing in the last place game. The Week 10 game of the week in Dynasty League. I Am They 5-3 versus Prestige Worldwide 7-2. This year, for the first time ever, the game will have two iterations in the same week. It has been fairly one-sided in redraft leagues, so we'll see if I Am They can hit the ground running in Dynasty to make up the difference. It's Week 10. It's rivalry week, and it's time to determine the playoffs. So, um, I'm going to end up describing the playoff scenarios to you, but before we let go of Nico here, um, I want to give everyone a refresher on the playoff tiebreaker rules. This is for both leagues, so both leagues, same, same situations here. So, playoff tiebreaker rules. Scenario A is that there's two teams tied. If there's two teams tied, the first tiebreaker is the head-to-head record between the two teams, and the second tiebreaker is points four. Scenario B is that there's three or more teams tied, but they're all in the same division. In that case, the first tiebreaker would be the record against each other, and the second tiebreaker would be points four. And then scenario C is that there's three or more teams tied out of division, if if even any one team is out of division, then um, if there's three or more teams tied, then it's just points four as the tiebreaker. And here's 
here's the kicker to all of that is that if at any point a three-team tiebreaker is used to determine a winner, the tiebreakers reset and start over with the new scenario. So like if you if you didn't get that, here's an example. So say like team X, Y, and Z are all tied for fifth place and they're and one of them is out of division, so it's an out of division tie. So that goes to scenario C, the tiebreaker C. Uh, points four would have, say, Team X winning. And so Team X would take the five seed because they won the t the tiebreaker C for points four. And then it, the tiebreakers reset. So Team Y and Team Z are then tied for six seed, and they go to tiebreaker A because it's a two-team tiebreaker. And Team Z is, say, 1-0 and o against Team Y, so Team Z would get six seed, and then Team Y would fall to seven seed. So even if there's three teams tied, and it goes to points four. You don't just rank the teams by points four. You just you would take the winner of the points four, and then you would take the head-to-head -head record for the the other two teams tied, and then maybe points four for the other two teams tied. So the scenarios reset every time you you uh, kick someone out of the scenario, whether they won or lost. So I hope that makes sense. I'll try to get into it a little more at the end here. Um, and I also wanted to mention the people that have a shot to jump in the lake this year. Um, Ryan, Jake, Newcomer, Stu, and Trevor all have a shot to jump in the lake this year. And then the people that have a shot to jump in the lake naked, <laughs> that is losing both both leagues, losing both leagues, would be uh, Ryan and Newcomer would have a shot at that. So here's to hoping that, like, no one has to jump in the lake naked because I'd rather see two people jump in the lake than, you know, one person, you know. But if we do get to see a naked butt, <laughs> that'll be funny. <laughs> hey, Nico, it won't, it won't be your ass. It won't be your ass. <laughs> yep. All right. So that concludes most of the, uh, of the week nine recap. Um, I say most because the most important part of this week nine recap is coming up after this, but we are going to say goodbye to Nico. It was, it was fun. Nico, we'll come back for week 10. I mean, it won't be, you know, as big of recaps after, after this one, this is definitely the most important recap, but we'll say goodbye to you for now. Yes, sir. I'll see you boys later. All right. So we're now into the most important part of the week nine recap um this is going to be the playoff scenario so this is new this year and i just wanted to give everyone a heads up on how to read this and how to go about this so this is for redraft i'll i'll show you dynasty and i'll send all of these everything that i'm going to show you here i'll send as a picture in the chat and i'll upload the link and the link will be in the description of the youtube video um, and the description on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify right now, head over to YouTube right now because this you actually have to see something. So there, there is a visual portion to this. If, if you're on Spotify and you're just listening, you're going to be extremely confused. So this is for redraft right here. Each of the Week 10 winners are listed in these columns. Um... So in my game versus Lance, that would be the winner. In Stu's game versus Jake, there's winners in that column. Ian versus Ryan and Nico versus Nick. And so the way you read this is 
if I win against Lance and Jake wins against Stu and Ian wins against Ryan and Nick wins against Nico in this column, if that scenario exactly happens, then these right here will be the seeds. So the way you can see this is that, okay, in, in that scenario exactly, and if I, if I win, if Jake wins, if Ian wins, and if Nick Newcomer wins, then Ian would be the one seed, Lance would be the two seed, um, I'd be the three seed into the playoffs, and then Jake would be the four seed. Nico and Nick would play each other for the latter spot, and whoever wins that would play Jake as the four seed for the right to go to the playoffs, to the semifinals, and then Stu would play Ryan in the last place game. If the number is red, that means you're playing in the last place game. If the number is green, that means you're playing in the 1v2 game. Um, so you're a division champion. Um, and so same thing here. It's just if I win, Jake wins, Ian wins, and Nico wins, then this is the scenario right here. So that's how you read it. You just go across the row and see which seed you would get if that corresponding row of scenarios happen. <clears throat> there is 16 scenarios, so there's 16 rows here. So this c covers literally everything. Like, there is no scenario that is not covered here unless there's a tie, but that's just about impossible. So every scenario is covered, and you'll be able to see every scenario. I want to get to the uh, to the shaded cells here. So, say in this sense right here, I win, Jake wins, Ryan wins, and Nick Newcomer wins. These shaded cells, this one, this three, and this four, those are all tied. And they go down to the points four tiebreaker. And I've ranked the points four right now so i have the most points right now ian has the second most and jake has the third most out of these tied people but that can change so if you see anything highlighted in in a color so this this is gray right here in this week and just in this column right here that means like ian jake and i are tied and it goes down to the points for tiebreaker. And I am winning that right now, but that could change. So I could, like, I have one seed right there, but I could not have one seed after that scenario, depending on how many points for I get and how many points for Ian and Jake get. Um, that does not take into, like, account head-to-head -head scenarios. Head-to-head -head scenarios are already um, put into the system. So if you have, if you have a, Head-to-head, uh, -head, like, say say in this case, I, I, don't, I don't think it is true in this case, but say in this case, Nico was tied with Stu for 7th place, for 6th and 7th place. If Nico had the tiebreaker over Stu, those two cells wouldn't be shaded because Nico already won. Like, Nico has the tiebreaker in that case. So the only time cells are shaded is if it goes down to the points for tiebreaker. Um, and so, like, in this case right here, if I were to win, Jake were to win, Ryan were to win, and Nico were to win, then in this case right here, Nick Newcomer and Stu would be tied for sixth seed, and the lowest points four out of those two would get seventh seed. Because that's a points four tiebreaker right there because it's shaded. 
if the points for tiebreaker is 75 points or more, I did not shade it. So I'm assuming that we're probably not going to get a 75-point difference, although it could happen. So these scenarios aren't 100% true because, you know, some some people have a lot more points than others, and I'm just assuming that no one's going to score 80 and the other is going to score, like, 180. Um, in this scenario right here, uh, if I were to win, Stu were to win, Ryan were to win, and Nick Newcomer were to win, then this scenario has two ties. So I would tie with Ian for for first and third there. Um, the only reason this is a different color is just to show you that that's a different tie. So it still means the exact same thing. So four, five, six, and seven seed would come down to a points four tiebreaker between Nico, Jake, Nick Newcomer, and Stu. That's just because it's a different color doesn't really mean anything. That's just because it's a different tie. There's two ties in that scenario. So that's how you read it. Um, just wanted to give a heads up to a couple crazy scenarios right here and right here. If Lance, Stu, and Nick Newcomer were to win, there would be a five-way tie for third place, meaning that um, the, tie the person that wins that tiebreaker would uh, be straight into the semifinals. And the person that comes out and last in that tiebreaker scenario would be playing in the last place game. So that's two out of the 16 scenarios right here and right here. That would end up being a pretty crazy scenario with five teams tied. And one of those teams going straight to the semifinals and one of those teams going to the last place game. That would be crazy. So now that you know how to read that, here is dynasty league um you can either pause the video here to look at it if you want but i will be sending the pictures of these in the chat and uploading them um on the links in the descriptions of youtube and spotify so you can just click on the links if you want to um there's a lot lot reserved a lot more reserved scenarios in uh in dynasty because there's not as many teams tied um but there are some tie scenarios with you know four five three, four, and five, and like six and seven between Trevor and Nick Newcomer. And then I'll get over to here to show you this. So these are the seed probabilities. This is this is for redraft right now. They're Dynasty ones down here. I'm going to pause and look at those. Um, but assuming every game is 50-50 shot to win, um, here is the probability that you get each seed. So like Assuming every game is 50-50, Ian would have a 87.5% chance to get the one seed. This does not take into account points for tiebreakers. Um, the only way it takes it into account is if, if the points for tiebreakers stayed exactly the same, then this would be 100% true. If no one jumped anyone in points for, then this would be 100% true. If you're highlighted red, that means you're in the last place game. If you're highlighted gold, that means you're division champion. You're playing in the 1v2 game. If you're highlighted green, that means you are into the semifinals as a three seed. If you're highlighted orange, that means you have a one-week bye as a four seed. And if you're highlighted gray, that means you'll be playing in week 11 against either the five or the six seed in that latter game. So there are the percentages that you get each seed. Um, if the percentage is blank, like say here, 
um, then you, it's impossible for you to get that seed. So Ian, it's it's only possible for Ian to get one and three seed and none of the others. For Lance, it's only possible for Lance to get a two seed or a five seed, none of the others. So if it's blank, it is impossible for you to get that seed. And I think I've explained that well enough. I hope you guys understand it. There is Dynasty if you want to pause it there and look at that. Hope you guys understand that. If you have any questions, just drop them in the chat. I'll let you know. I'll get an answer to you. Um, these scenarios are contingent on um, nothing crazy happening. Like These only completely work if nothing crazy happens. Um, and in these, these scenarios right here, there will obviously be a bunch of tiebreakers that we'll have to go through, and so we won't really know what happens until after those games are done. Um, but I will let everyone know promptly and hopefully accurately before we start the playoffs next week. Also, a just one last reminder, trade deadline is after is between week 10 and week 11. So before week 11 starts, before the before the ladder starts, um you must get all of your trades in in both leagues. Um and then the trade deadline will have passed. Um and so make sure to get your trades in. Remember Dynasty, you can you can trade uh next year's draft picks. Um, if you're trying to like go for a championship or if you want to rebuild, you can trade for next year's draft picks or, or trade your draft picks for next year. Um, and then the trade window will close, so you won't be able to trade those um, between then and the Super Bowl. So make sure to get all of your trades in because the trade deadline is approaching. And good luck to everyone to try and get the best seed they possibly can. And try and stay out of the last place game for some people. So yeah. Everyone, have a good week 10. It'll be a crazy one. Peace.